Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Worldcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. In 2019, over 193 million people in the United States alone owned an Apple product. Samsung has sold over 62.2 million smartphones in 2020 alone. And Sony made over $15.8 billion on their products in 2014. It is no secret that we rely on smart devices now more than ever, and they are everywhere. But who's in charge of making these products? We know that the majority of the manufacturing does not happen here in the United States. So where is it made? We take a look into Foxconn, the Chinese manufacturing giant who is the biggest electronics maker in the entire world. There are multiple scandals that this company is involved in, and we are covering them all or all that we know about. So plug in your headphones, turn on your Bluetooth, and let's dive into Foxconn. Man, but without my smartphone, how would I play Fortnite mobile, Nina? I don't know. You wouldn't. I got to pwn noobs, man. Wow. That is a sentence that I don't know anything about. No, we already talked about your... Uh, my lack, <laughs> your of, lack knowledge. of knowledge of video games. People were calling each other noobs, though, in high school. And I think it meant something different. No, it means the same thing. Like, you're a noob. It's just a derogatory term. But it it came around the rise of Halo 3, which was when you were in, we were, like, early high school, late middle school time. Halo! The Beyonce song! No, not the Beyonce song. (laughs) (laughs) The big ring in space. Yeah, I know the game. I've never played, but I know about it. Oh, I know you haven't played, Nani. You don't have to say (laughs) All right. So, anyway, Foxconn. How it all began, you ask. Kashan was dying to know. Oh, my God. How did it begin? Yeah. So Foxconn, and I'm just going to preface this and say there are a lot of Chinese names, cities in this. Yeah, we are going to butcher them like Nina did at her old job as a butcher in a butcher factory. What is it called? Slaughterhouse? animals. I didn't butcher names. Yeah, well, we're going to switch it up today, huh? Yeah, so anyway, Foxconn is... On. So please just don't cancel me. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or funny. I just no, can't cancel Cancel read. her for all of the real reasons she should be canceled, <laughs> not because of this. Foxconn is under the Han Hai Precision Industry Company Limited. So the company was founded in 1974 by Terry Gao, and Gao is a Taiwanese businessman who started his business making plastic parts for television. But the big break came through when they started making joysticks for Atari in the 1980s. Nice. Yeah. I had an Atari Game Boy game, and I loved it. It's just like Pong? It was Pong, and then it was... um, Some Galaga? Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. There was one with a snake. Snake? Is that the name of it? <laughs> yeah, well, it's either snake or centipede. It's one of those two. It's centipede, I Okay. Think. <laughs> so anyway, in 1988, he ended up opening a factory in Shenzhen, 
which is in mainland China, and this is still the largest factory that Foxconn owns today. Well, the one that started it all, huh? The one that started it all. It's like the Portillo's downtown. Yeah, honestly. Except and, with more child labor. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Uh, yeah. So in 1996, Han Hai started making chases for comp... What? Did I, chassis. Chassis? Chassis. Um, I didn't know this word before today. So anyway, <laughs> this really led the company to bigger and better things. And then they started, did you know this word before this? Yes, of course. Like the chassis of a car. I never heard of this word before. But in relation specifically to computers, the chassis is like the case, the thing yeah, that holds Yeah, that's all what they it. made. Yeah. Yeah. It's the outline. <laughs> Anyways. So anyway, that's. Uh, the company started getting bigger and bigger, and they started making computer parts for company, companies such as HP, IBM, and Apple. And now they're the electronic giant that they are today. So the company now has 12 factories in mainland China, Oof. but it also has factories in Brazil, Europe. There was like it, 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 there was like too many to list. I didn't feel like list. So Europe, there's a bunch in Europe. So Brazil, Europe, India, Japan, Malaysia, South Korea, Mexico, and they are supposed to open one in the United States. But we'll talk more about that later. They couldn't. No, no child labor here. That's a joke. There's well, child right. labor here. <laughs> there's definitely child labor here. During the pandemic, they actually started making masks, and it was originally just supposed to be for the people who were working there, because a shit ton of people work there. Uh But then the demand became so high that they started making masks and manufacturing them to other places as well. Isn't that nice? That's what me and Jesse did during the pandemic. We started making masks, because she's a seamstress. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we made like 300 a week. Why didn't you make me one? Sold them to hospitals. You sold them to hospitals? Well, yeah, but it was through a program to help... uh, Theater workers who were displaced by the pandemic. Okay, so we fine. sold them to Chicago Shakespeare Theater. They sold them to uh, oh. the hospitals, and then they'd, they'd pay you for your work. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why didn't you make me one? You never fucking asked. I didn't fucking know. We weren't as good of friends at the beginning of the pandemic. That's Nina. true. That's true. Because we didn't start recording this till the end time of the pandemic. Not the end time, but, you know, like later. It was in October. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fine. I'll forget it. So, uh... But as nice it is as it is for them to make masks, we'll find out how not nice they are. But all this said, they are an extremely profitable, profitable company. Jesus. Revenue. <laughs> their revenue was 5.3 trillion new Taiwan dollars oh, in 2019. How, think about how much that is in old Taiwan dollars. Oh, my God. That's Fuck, bro. But that's about 1.9 billion U.S. dollars. That's even more than the old Taiwan dollar. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> warning. We will be talking about work abuse and suicide in the next while. <laughs> View, listener discretion is advised. This is going to take a while. So, you know, like all big companies, Foxconn isn't an angel, and they've had their fair share of scandals. And Foxconn is actually the largest employer in mainland China. Oh, man. They, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have 1.3 million people on their payroll. And the only companies that have more people than that are Walmart and McDonald's. And this is in the world or just in China? See, I think that Walmart and McDonald's might be in the world 
I didn't look too far into it. Okay, because I was going to say if they're like the third biggest employer in the world compared to like McDonald's. No, and I think that no, yeah, that is what they're saying. Oh, I thought it was like just compared to. Cause, oh wait, there's probably no WalMarts in China. No, no okay. Walmart in China. <laughs> that makes but, sense. <laughs> but they, yeah. Yeah, they're the largest employer wow. in China, and then the third in the world. That's insane. Is what and you, I understand. You haven't even that. heard of these people probably before today. I didn't hear about them until we decided to do an episode on them. Yeah, but like obviously, everyone listening to this has heard of Walmart and McDonald's, so that's insane that they're yeah. like the third. But you have heard of all the parts and pieces. Like they work for people that you've heard of. Like they work, you know, they work oh, with yeah, Apple. I guess that's They've fair. worked with yeah. Samsung, Sony. So you know of you just don't know who's behind all that, but My, you know of them. Both of our phones were probably built by Foxconn employees. <sighs> I don't want to talk and about all it. All of actually, most of the people listening right now are probably listening on a smartphone, and the phone you're listening to was probably made in a factory owned by Foxconn. Yeah, which I was having a lot of internal tur. Yeah, internal internal turmoil. Wow, I can't talk today. Maybe I should have done some tongue <laughs> about to, twisters. But to say not good for a podcast. The days you can't talk. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, anyways, I was feeling very bad that I owned electronics today. I mean, that's what we do on this podcast, right? You you like hate that you have to go to a bank. You hate that you have to eat anything that's cooked in Teflon. You have to now. You have to hate your smartphone. It's just what we do. Yeah. I'm trying to buy new pots and pans, and I can't because everything's nonstick. Yep. So anyway, so apparently Foxconn admitted at one point that they were employing underage interns at their company. Interns in heavy quotation marks. Heavy quotation marks. (laughs) The children were 14 or as young as 14. It is said. I'm sure that they actually had some that were younger. And the working age in China is. 16. There's no way they actually hold to that, right? Absolutely. No I highly doubt that. I just saw, like, in an article that I was reading, the law is technically, hey, it's 16. But, you know, age of consent in a lot of states is 16, and we all know that that kind of gets, like, fudged. Uh-huh. What? No, that's just a comparison. It's not the first one I thought about, but yes. I mean, age stuff gets fudged all the time. It's true. And, like, I know, like, I work with a 14-year-old right now because his dad owns the business. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, even here we break the laws. That's legal. In a family-owned right. business, you could, it is right. in the law that you Right. It's shitty, though. Oh, sure. I don't want to work with your 14-year-old. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's fair. No. Yeah, but don't you just love it when you walk into, I don't know if they have these in Chicago, but in Arizona, the best Mexican food places I walk into, I know the food's going to be fucking fire if there's, like, a nine-year-old kid working the cash register. Because it's always great. Like, they're like, what do you want? And I tell them, and, like, you can tell their parents own the place, and they do all the cooking, and they just sit there, and they take all the orders. It's great. The food's always awesome. The places always get shut down multiple times from, like, the health and safety organizations, but they always reopen with a new name, so it's fine, and the nine-year-old's still working there. Yum. But, anyway, these children who had these internships, they were just actually underpaid line jobs. Nice. I saw in a couple articles that I was reading that these ki- these interns were working up to 16 hours a day. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's like super shitty. And honestly, like all internships don't treat their interns well, but this one's like extra bad because they weren't actually interns. They were just actually working there. At least they paid their interns in China. Something we don't do here in we, America. Well, most of the time we don't. But, I mean, come on. They were paying them pennies. They yeah, underpaid no, that, them anyway, so no, it didn't matter. Fair. We talked about that in the Jack Amaroff episode about, like, you know, 
treating workers wrong and how little they got paid and how those workers were like trapped yeah on an island basically and they were of chinese descent most of the time yeah and you know and it's very unfair because a lot of people and i was going to say this at the end of all this but i'm i can just say it at the beginning like it is kind of known that Foxconn is a shitty employer there, but a lot of these people don't have other options. They're the biggest employer. Right. They're the biggest employer and they really, you know, they, they know about the work, bad working conditions, but they need a job. So they take it and yeah. it just sucks. And it's really sad. It was also noted that Foxconn also had too many temporary workers that were being hired. And they were hiring these temporary workers so that they didn't have to offer them the benefits that, like, I mean, you know, we do it here in the States, too. Yeah. Like, oh, you're part-time, but you work forty, you work 38 hours a week instead of 40 or, you know, whatever the cutoff is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they were a temporary worker, they didn't have to um, give them benefits. And so, anyways, the temporary workers... They had too many of them. Under Chinese law, only 10% of your staff can be temporary workers, but Foxconn had as much as 50% of their staff that was temporary. Oh, man. So they're screwing over half of their staff, which is insane. And there was something that I was reading that was saying that, like, these temporary workers were working insane hours as well. Like, everybody here is working insane hours. Yeah. But they, like, made a law that said that they could only work nine hours of overtime instead of 20 hours of overtime a week. Obviously, they don't do that. Is the thing. Well, right, and they weren't, and it was also said that they weren't being given their breaks, and also if they needed to go to the bathroom, they would get chewed out. And oh yeah, no, it's like they were they're shitty. Now it's not new news that working conditions in China aren't up to par. We've known this for a long time, but actually, technically, their maternity leave is a lot better than ours. But you get six months of maternity paid maternity leave. Well, that is something you know. We are very bad at that. That's we why our uh, infant death rate is the highest yeah. also i had a uh, chinese professor one time i took an asian studies class and she said something about maternity leave being six months paid and i was like oh my gosh that's so much better than ours and she goes what's yours and i said six weeks unpaid and she laughed at me and told me i was wrong <laughs> no, it just sounds incorrect i was like no i'm i'm right i'm, I'm actually right unfortunately you're right. <laughs> she didn't know much about America because she said something about people like not having water or electricity in China. And I was like, there are people who don't have that here. And she told me oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's stupid. It's just like how they went through uh, streets in the UK and they asked people how much they thought like certain medical expenses were in America. They were like, how much do you think it costs for an ambulance on average to get to a hospital? And they were saying like, oh, I know it's pretty expensive in America. So I'm going to say like $400. And they were like, yeah, it's more like 4000 And they were like, what? Yeah. So they just don't know. They just don't know how shitty we are. They don't know how bad it is over here in America. Okay? Which I will say, we don't have a well, I don't think we have any sweatshops like this. Like that the, no. the like not like this. Like, it's just the gym I go to. <laughs> the sweatshop. <laughs> you don't go to the gym. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't actually know that. I do have a gym membership. I do not go. We know that conditions in China, working conditions in China are bad. And it was well known that Foxconn's working conditions were bad. And news reports showed that workers were subject to horrible working hours like we talked about. There was a lot of discrimination between workers. Um, Chinese workers were discriminated against by the Taiwanese workers. Um, 
It's not really super shocking if you know anything about Asia. There's a lot of racial things going on in Asia. There's like a lot. Yeah, they're very, very divided, actually. Um, and there was also noted, it was also noted that there was terrible working relationships throughout the company, which is not surprising when it runs like this. Like, I don't think they're having a Chinese New Year party. No. No. Absolutely not. And employees were also promised bonuses and higher pay for working overtime that they would never receive. So they'd be like, hey, you know, we'll pay you. Like one guy was talking about in the article that I was reading how they had like promised him double pay for working overtime and then they just paid him normal pay. Wow. And yeah, super shitty. And then one employee noted that there was a lot of pressure on the work floor. Like people were putting together thousands of phones a day. Like the average person, like somebody who would do the like the screen wiping, they would wipe about 1,700 phones a day. So that like equaled to, wow. was it three a minute for their whole shift that they were wiping all those? And then like some of the more complex jobs, they would still go through six or 700 phones a day. So they're doing a lot. And um, if anybody made a mistake, they would like the boss wouldn't, the manager wouldn't talk to them like privately or they wouldn't talk to them like face to face, like right there. They would wait until they had a meeting at the end of the day and then just like reprimand them in front of everybody else, which makes it an incredibly great work environment. That's how you do it. Don't do that. There's That's a lot shitty. of negative reinforcement. It's a lot. In, yeah, there's the there's workplace there. There's every everything I read, there's zero positive reinforcement yeah. at Foxconn. And it was also on it wasn't uncommon for managers to harass the staff when they felt like their work wasn't good. And there was um one employee who made a simple mistake and they were forced to write an apology letter and read it to the entire staff the next day. My God. And that's that is so embarrassing. I'm sorry that I accidentally put the wrong capacitor on that circuit board. I promise I'll never do it again. Like you're five in kindergarten. Yeah, you know, it's so stupid and embarrassing. They didn't take it very well, and they ended up committing suicide three days after that incident. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, the employees were also given dorms to live in, and they were really shitty. And I saw a couple different things on this, They were, but this was this was consistent. They were only supposed to be eight to a room. It's still a lot in a room. already sounds like prison. And they were in bunk beds, too. Like, they weren't... This was shitty. It looked like jail from what I saw. Oh, my God. But they would like normally keep twelve or twenty in there, in a room. Up to twenty people. That's what I read in, in one, one article. Yeah, that sounds like a concentration camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. And not to be confused with the actual concentration camps in China. Mm-hmm. Look up the Uyghurs. It's an mm-hmm. important subject. All right. No, it's really bad. Yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do about that. It's so stressful. I can't talk about this shit because. It really just makes life meaningless. Anyways. Well, it's just like we're never going to get better. We all should just die. I don't know. Anyways. Welcome to the comedy show, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not fun. I can't be fun. This, I'm having a hard time being funny today. Yeah. That's so, fair. anyway, um, Foxconn actually came into the spotlight in 2010 when workers, and this is where we are really going to start talking about suicide. So, if you are sensitive to that or if that bothers you, I would skip ahead like 
five minutes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Foxconn came into the spotlight in 2010 when workers started committing suicide by throwing themselves off of their dorm buildings. So in 2010 alone, there were 18 suicide attempts and 14 confirmed deaths. And that's just that year. So there have been more work-related suicides at the company before and after this. Somebody said it wouldn't be, one of the employees said, it wouldn't be Foxconn without people dying. Every year, people kill themselves, and they take it like it's a normal thing. I can't believe they just look at this, and they're like, yep. Because this happens a lot, like how they had the like suicide nets that they built. Well, yeah, I'm going to talk um, about oh, okay. that, yeah. Like office buildings, like, and it's just like, that's their solution, not like, yeah. hey, you think, we, you think we're working people too much and maybe degrading them too much in yeah. front of other yeah. people? Yeah, so what they, the ended up, what they ended up doing was they ended up building suicide nets around the factories. Oh, my God. So that when people would either jump off the roof or they would jump out the window, that the net would catch them instead of just improving working conditions. Yeah, they're like, eh, this works. I mean, it, like, I guess it's the it's about the it's principle not the of actual it. solution. It's not. It's about the principle of it. You can't just catch the people falling. You have to ask why they're falling. Well, and here's the other thing too: if you like get caught by one of these nets, do you still have your job, or do they fire you because they're like you try your liability? Honestly, at that point, it might just be like good for you if you get fired well yeah but uh someone else was quoted the the same employee that i talked about earlier was quoted saying here someone dies and one day later the whole thing doesn't exist you forget about it wow they're doing a lot of like uh this is like a this is almost like a wartime setting like yeah people no, are dying it feels and you're just like, like keep going well yeah but they're and, making iphones not but they're like literally bombs. making iphones uh, I was in the store the other day and I was just like walking around. And I was like, oh my God, we are such the Hunger Games. Like you have shit like this going on. And then we're just like district one over here in America. And we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go get Culver's and a milkshake after I record this podcast. Because I want to do comedy. <laughs> and there's people dying. You're taking this really seriously. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> uh. All right. I'm only supposed to cry at the season finale. Yeah, you can't cry in episode three, bro. It's I know. too much. It's a bad precedent. I'm just getting misty. I'm not actually crying like that. So since Foxconn is so closely associated with Apple, and this was in 2010, so Steve Jobs hadn't died yet. Steve Jobs was asked about his take on the suicides. And he was quoted saying, Foxconn is not a sweatshop. It's a factory. Factory. But by gosh. They have restaurants and movie theaters. So I don't know if there were actually restaurants and movie theaters in the factory. I think that's something like, I did not see anything about that. But he said that. So that was just a lie, probably? Probably. Or they told him that they're there. They're like, oh, yeah, they got a restaurant in the building. Yeah, they have a cafeteria. Uh And they have like, oh, maybe they play a movie. They've just got like a TV, yeah, just like in the corner of yeah. like a security guard's office. Like when you were in like high school, like when you were in elementary school, and they would pull the TV in on the got court, the strap and you, on yeah, it. and you're yeah. supposed to like have thirty people watch that. Yeah, you know, it's probably one of those situations. So, anyways, but by gosh, they have restaurants and movie theaters, but it is a factory. But they've had some suicides and attempted suicides, and they have four hundred thousand people there at that one factory. The rate is under what the U.S. rate is. But it's still oh troubling. God. Stop trying to like, justify. justify it. That's so bad. Just say, that's awful, and leave it at that. Yeah, that's all he had to say was, I think it's terrible that these people are committing suicide. It doesn't say, like, that's, you're not shitting on Foxconn when you say that. 
you're just saying I'm like I'm sad about the loss of life. But no, you're trying to justify this horrible horror just so you can stay rich. So just like we were talking about it earlier, but it like reminds me of Jack, like the Jack Abramoff episode when we were talking about the sweatshops on the islands. Like it's just for rich people to stay rich. Yeah, they know. Yeah, and they, it's they, like, they know what their empire and is it, based it, on. Right, and it's like clearly either Steve Jobs hasn't seen these conditions of these factories or he just straight up didn't care. Yeah. And I would venture to say that it was the second, I to th- be honest with you. I think the way people think about this a lot is that, like, from a capitalistic view, they're like, well, someone else is going to do it and they're going to outcompete us. Right. So we might as well just do it anyway because we're not going to end it. You know, but that's right. not true. Like, if, if we really did make a reform and be like, you have to use labor in the u.s and the thing is is their margins are huge on these they're making a lot of money off of it and there's nothing that incentivizing them not to so it's rough and it's also annoying because just every single one of these companies that uses foxconn they know who they're affiliating themselves with and they continue to just turn a blind eye to the conditions of the workers they're just like giant sacks of shit and then the other thing he was like oh the rates are under what the u.s is I don't hear about people throwing themselves out of windows at work. Yeah, most of the other time it's just like uh, stand-up comedians who never get past uh, open mics. So, <sighs> Oh, I've passed open mics, so you're not talking about me. Exactly. Thanks, Kashan. You made it. Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't make it, but we're doing better. Congratulations. We're doing better. But uh, joke's on you, Steve Jobs, because a report was done by 20 universities in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and mainly in China, and they described Foxconn factories as labor camps. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about 2012. 2012 was a really bad year for Foxconn. Nice. Yeah. We stand Um, that. Yeah, we do. We stand a bad year for Foxconn. Well... It's a bad year for Foxconn, and we stand that, but a lot of people were hurt. All right, never mind. And so it's still sad. And we, I don't know how much was actually reformed after these things happened. I we think. stand it with trepidation. Yeah. So in January 2012, 150 employees went on the roof of one of the factories and threatened to commit mass suicide to protest their working conditions. Luckily, the managers talked them down and it didn't end up happening. How did they talk them down? This is the same managers that are like berating them on the floor. And I they're know. Like, hey, man. So I know it's real awkward because I like verbally assaulted you in front of everyone like 30 minutes ago you got so much to live for bro (laughs) like i don't like i don't know what they said to them but they got them to go down and the protests seemed to have worked but this resulted uh it seemed like it worked the people didn't die but then 600 employees ended up being moved to an unbearable working location so they were like they're like go to the even worse place yeah they ended up like it's it's like when an inmate is going to hurt somebody, and they're like, no, 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 blah, 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 whatever. And then they put them in solitary confinement because cool. they acted out of line. Cool. Like, but this is not the, first, the only time that happened. In 2016, a smaller group of employees did this again, and they threatened to jump off the roof if they weren't paid the money they were promised. Managers, managers promised them that they would be paid what they were owed, and they ended up not jumping, but I don't know if they actually got paid or not. Let's just assume not. I'm going to assume not. I'm sure they didn't. 
And then also in 2012, there was a fight in one of the dormitories between a worker and a security guard. And the guard, like, I guess, I don't know what happened, but he started beating the worker. It said allegedly in the article that I was reading. I don't know. I'm not going to say allegedly. He, I, I am sure he was beating him. So anyway, the guard started beating the worker. And this is insane. This resulted in a riot of two thousand employees holy shit and then it was eventually stopped by security that's a huge riot yeah this is the this is this is bigger than uh paramore's album riot this is now the biggest riot i've ever heard of i mean yeah at the biggest i don't know probably not i don't know i feel like the uh the when the like in Les Mis when they're like, Do you hear the people sing? Are you talking about the French Revolution? Yeah, Nina? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. I was like the French something. And yeah, I was like, I Fran- know for sure. And the French Revolution is the biggest riot, Nina. Yeah, you're welcome. Good job. What a poignant point. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I feel like that's bigger than two thousand people. I just don't. It's more of it's more like a war at that point. Uh, I, I guess it's what is a war but a big a riot, big riot right? right? Sure. I've heard that you know the civil <laughs> the civil riot in the United States that it, you know chassis. Uh, Let's move on. I'm really sounding <laughs> dumb today. <laughs> Wasn't the French, well, but like that part where they're singing in Les Mis, isn't that a riot? I thought you were going to say like the L.A. riots or like the race riots of like 1960s. I didn't want to bring it up. But instead you said the French Revolution. Well, I I figure we're far enough removed from that. You're right. There's not a lot of people, like there's one French person who's saying, like, oh, how could you? How could you say that? How could you say that about the French riots? Uh, Marie Antoinette was a perfect person. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to bring up anything too sensitive because I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you're right. Let's have a little. Oh, that was a little break of, of levity from uh, let's get back to yeah, suicide. So, nah. Can you imagine though, 2000 people beating each other up in a dorm? No. And I don't know how they squelched that. Guns. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but anyway, again, in 2012, like I told you guys, it's a bad year for Foxconn. A 26-year-old employee, Zhang Tiangzhen. I think it's Tingzhen. Tingzhen? I think so. Okay, well, he was part of a terrible work-related accident where he was electrocuted and then he fell. And the injury resulted in doctors having to do immediate surgery and they had to remove part of his brain and he was left unable to walk or talk. So his father tried to receive compensation for his son's injuries, and Foxcom told them that he needed to get a disability assessment, which was over 70 kilometers, which is 43 miles for our U.S. listeners, which is most most of us. Anyways, 43 miles away in order for them to continue funding his treatment. And the doctors were like, uh, yeah, no, he can't do that because we're worried he's going to have a brain hemorrhage. And Foxconn was like, eh, well, we're just acting within the labor laws. Uh-huh, because you do that all the other times, Yeah, because right? you always are acting within the labor laws. All right. And in 2014, um, the courts ended up granting his father with compensation, but then Foxconn also tried to give his father a settlement so that he would keep his mouth shut, and he, was, he refused, which, like, good on him. Yeah. Because fuck you guys. You're terrible. 
Yeah, no, obviously they do. They don't care about their workers. We no, know they, they don't they, care they're at showing all. that time and time and again right now. Yeah, and then there was also an explosion that same year that killed eighteen people. And then in 2016, Foxconn started replacing their labor force with robots, which I actually think uh, is the best case scenario because they don't know how to treat people. Yeah. Which it sucks because they are the biggest employer in mainland China and a lot of people are losing their jobs. Yeah, but. And they're not working. But for a a human crisis standpoint, I, I would call this a crisis. Also, here's the thing. If they eliminate those jobs, in order for the economy to keep going, people need jobs. So there will be other jobs that are found. I actually hate that argument when they're like, people are going to lose jobs if we automate jobs. And I'm like, yes, but there will be more jobs that pop up because people need jobs for the economy to keep going. If people don't have jobs, they don't have money, they can't invest in the economy, the economy doesn't go up, the whole system crashes. You can't do it. So there will be other things. Yeah. Do not worry. Sweet summer child. So, after all that, you thought we were done? Because we're not. Oh, man. I, I was getting packed. I was ready to walk out the door. Nope. Uh, these people suck. business job. These, they suck. So, uh, if you didn't think Foxconn had enough issues, I want you to think again. Because between 2009 and 2011, five former employees had taken over $5 million in bribes from 10 different suppliers. Uh, please tell me it wasn't the employees that were already rich. Please tell me it was the employees oh, that weren't already rich. No, of course it was. Fuck! <laughs> Um, the kickbacks were in the form of entertainment and service fees. So when the, they were whining and dining these people, I mean, like anybody that we've talked about who has done this sort of thing, they're whining and dining them, yeah. they're giving them money. And by doing this, the suppliers would end up being selected for contracts and would get better prices and, and, uh, higher volumes when they did this. We've talked about many different. Uh, politicians who have done this. Uh, Spiro Agnew, who was uh, Nixon's mm-hmm. VP, had to yep. do that because he was taking kickbacks for giving out governmental contracts for construction. So, Right. That's basically what they were Happens doing. Happens a lot. Yeah. And also these uh, suppliers would end up getting paid faster than others who weren't bribing the employees. Mm. So, And the supplier... Um, so when all this came out, the suppliers were actually never publicly named, but Foxconn did start work, stop working with them when all of this came to light. And Foxconn also said that it would seek compensation from the suppliers who were involved in the scandal. I don't know if they actually got the compensation, but they seeked it. And then everything that I could find, there were two senior managers who were involved in this case. I'm not going to like tell you their names because I'm going to butcher them. And uh, the these two manager, the senior managers that were involved in the case, they actually had to pay back the money that they were given. And they each ended up having to pay about um, 700 and. 700,000 US dollars. That's a lot of money. It is. And I was like, okay, cool. A little bit of justice was served in this. I don't really know if it's the people who deserve justice to be happening to them. Like, I think anybody who's enforcing all the horrible treatment of the employees is the ones who really need justice to be served on their asses. But at least somebody got in trouble, I guess. So, hey, Kashan, does your phone work? I think so. Yeah, I think mine does too. But Foxconn workers in Zhangzhou were reported, reportedly stole $43 million in iPhone parts to make more iPhones. Bootleg Frankenstein iPhones? Yes. Is so, that what I get on Wish? Yeah, actually, probably. Oh, no. Um, the operation had been running for about three years. 
And um, employees, so they would say that they're like, oh, this part's defective. And they would set it aside. And then uh, they would set it aside for scrap. But then they would take the components that were resold to a Taiwan business and they ended up making $43 million off of it. Holy so sometimes, shit. sometimes these were really defective pieces that they were reselling, but sometimes these pieces worked fine. And um, they would sell the defective parts to make and assemble new iPhones. And they ended up making 300,000 iPhones with these defective parts. That, that sounds insane. Yeah. Right? It's like the Johnny Cash story where he builds a car yeah, over, yep. like, fucking years or yep. whatever. Um, but it, they were just stealing Doing tiny parts iPhone. from an iPhone. and just and How many? 300,000? That's yeah. so many. So since it lasted three years, Apple could have lost close to $9 billion because people's phones weren't working, their warranties, uh, oh, yeah. labor costs for fixing these defective iPhones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I guess that's fair. I don't know. I feel like it's karma for Apple using yeah. Foxconn. Also, I mean, also, if you bought one of those iPhones, though, like, come I mean, on. that sucks. There's no way you bought it from, like, a reputable dealer, right? Like, you didn't buy it from an Apple store. That I'm not 100% sure about. Well, what, I don't think they were re- selling them back to an Apple store. They must have been selling them at like weird places online. Like if you buy, I mean, I, I watch all these YouTube videos where people buy computer products, like computer yeah. components from Wish. And they're fucking terrible. Oh, of course. And they're all a lie when they show up. They say there's something else and it's a lie. Oops. So probably just bought it from there. If you buy an iPhone from Wish, you're an idiot and you deserve to get one of these. Oh, yeah. No, so. I agree. I agree. And... I don't know if anybody ended up actually getting in trouble for this. I don't even know if you could pinpoint because this operation was so big. Like, yeah. who was doing what? They did say, though, that, like, this could have all been avoided if managers were actually doing their jobs and, like... Not just berating employees. Yeah, not just being assholes, but, like, actually making sure employees were doing their work. But I don't really care. I kind of, like, haha, serves you right. Yeah, no, they deserve some money. Yeah. So, I don't... I, I don't. That, that's the thing. I don't care when people steal from these, like, huge companies. No. Because they don't, they don't need it. They're it's stealing why, from all of us in a very small way, so it's fine. It's why when I worked at Cracker Barrel, I didn't feel bad about eating like a whole box of blueberries a day. Because you I was should like, feel bad about doing that because that can't be good for you. <laughs> like a whole block, a whole box of blueberries every day. You're like gonna turn it. You're gonna turn into Violet from fucking Willy well, Wonka. Well, not every day, but you're like, gonna turn into. I ate a, a lot of. I ate a lot of berries I when I worked send, there. I have to send you to the juicing room. I did poop a lot. That's not what I meant. Oh, my God. Last but not least, what does Donald Trump have to do with Foxconn? Oh, my God, Nina. I don't know. Please well, tell I'm me more. I'm going to tell you back in 2017. Well, actually, back when he was running, you know how he was doing all that America First stuff? Like he's like, I, I vaguely remember he's like, it, yeah. Ah, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to bring jobs back to America. Because that's what Donald Trump sounds like. No, he was like, we're going to bring jobs. Back to America. That sounds more like Randy Newman, honestly. You got a president in me. Really? That's what I sounded like? You got a president in me. Yeah. Dang it. it. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, he was going to try to bring a Foxconn factory to Wisconsin. Why not? Um, And it was going to be a $10 billion deal slash factory. So that was going to be a big end. There's no way a factory can cost $10 billion. I don't know. Maybe they got some nice toilets. 
They're all go- it's all gold all gold toilets <laughs> the, in the Foxconn Fox factory Com in America. Factory. Well, you know, you got all the you know, it's a whole building of windows. That's not cheap. This one actually has a movie theater in it. Yeah, probably because honestly. Because it cost 10 billion dollars. Yeah, honestly. And Donald Trump referred referred to this and said that it was going to be the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's uh, what is it? The Grand Canyon, the the Leaning Tower of Pisa, uh, the Eiffel Tower, and this fucking factory in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, no, they're on the same plane. <laughs> you didn't know what it was going to look like. It's going to cost ten billion dollars. It better look like a gold fucking. I I don't. I was going to say like a big cock and balls or something. Like it's got to be something juvenile of you. I know how juvenile of me. Just like something really impressive and veiny that makes <laughs> that makes America feel like it's got the big dick energy that we've always thought we've had. <laughs> this deal was supposed to create thirteen thousand jabs, and the factory was supposed to build tech stuff. Which, like, I, they were honestly talking about so much shit, and, like, it doesn't really matter because it's not happening. Yeah. Um, and they were going to try to make Wisconsin a destination for tech. No. Which is, like, I don't know why they, it's like, Wisconsin is a destination for cheese. It's a destination for beer. We've established this. It's not going to be a destination for tech. No, that Silicon Valley actually is already a thing. Right. You don't need to make another one. In Wisconsin. So anyway, there were actually a lot of people who were skeptical about these deals, as they should have been. And even executives at Foxconn weren't convinced that this was going to happen. They were like, I don't think this is going to happen. Um, the project was never started. Nice. Um, Foxconn scaled back and said that the project, they're like, it's actually not going to be $10 billion. It's actually going to be $672 million. We decided to... Do a 180 from the giant golden cock and balls. And, we and just, we're going to make a micro penis. We're going to make bronze a micro, bronze micro penis. Um, Sorry, guys. Happens. You know, talk to big game. Sometimes we can't deliver. You know, like like 1% of American buildings, you know. And so this is still anticipated to be built. I don't think it will ever be built. Yeah, probably not. But that's a 93% reduction in dollar value in the project. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I think he just lied. No, no, they just straight up lied. And then it's only actually going to create 1,400 jobs. Nice. Um, Can't fit them all in the building. And many claimed that it was a tax giveaway to a foreign company, and uh, it was. Cool. It was. Um, They also changed what they said they were going to be doing what they were going to be making in the Wisconsin company. Like at first it was going to be like solar panels and then they changed it to something else. Chassis. Um, yeah, they're making chassis. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what they said they were going to be making. Honestly, I didn't care enough, but um, a lot of lying going on. Shocking. But no one knows when this project's going to start. And it's, it, it's not really a scam, but like stupid business deal was what I wanted to highlight here. Yeah, that's like right. just not following it is interesting to see how with they, what we uh, promised it's interesting how they we they could have affected america a little bit by coming here well absolutely after what we've learned about their business practices in china which i don't think it would work anyway because it would have to be for show because there's no way um like we do a lot of shitty stuff in america but you know we have like osha regulations that aren't always followed but you know it, like we have stuff we have regulations that would make it so you can't do it as well easily yeah as you could you could never get away with the bull crap because here's the thing the law in china might say all of the things we said about like labor laws but it's all really about the if you have no enforcement of those laws then it doesn't fucking matter right so they put it in there to look good probably to western 
society. Like, look, right. we have it in place. Like, no, look, it's here. Yeah. Like, we need to no, be, we're, we're doing, doing it. it. But in reality, they don't care because their GDP just keeps growing. Yeah. Exactly. And it's making everyone rich. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's well, making it's making a yeah, like one, it's making the 1% rich and that's right. kind of it. So, yeah, and then everyone else is just very very poor. Yeah. That's what I Yeah. Yeah. When I was there, I didn't really see a middle class. No, no, the poverty gap is or like the pay gap is insane. It's crazy. But in conclusion, as Kip Dynamite said, Who is that? Did you never see Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, Kip is the brother. Yeah. The weird one. Yeah. Is in love with LaFonda. Yeah. Okay, yes. So as Kip Dynamite once said, I love technology, but not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology. Always and forever. <laughs> Always and forever. And we do love technology. And we depend on it. What? We do. I needed a good quote. Just didn't think you'd slip a Napoleon Dynamite quote into the, the episode about had, uh, mass suicide. So it's fine. I had to lighten it up. <laughs> and so I was like, and what do I pick? A Napoleon Dynamite quote. Um, but we do love technology and we depend on it. But next time. You look at your own iPhone and you're scrolling through Instagram. Remember the hands that put that iPhone together, they're people too. And people have died at the hands of your iPhone. And when we don't make companies actually pay for the crimes they commit, unethical work practices continue. And that's our story about Foxconn. It's depressing and I hope you didn't hate it too much. I hope you didn't hate it too much to just be our tagline at the end of every episode. Yeah. Hey, hope you didn't hate it too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got to come back. Please tell me you're going to come back. Please tell me you're going to come you're back. You're going to be back, right? So, yeah, that's this week's episode. You know, there was some corporate scandal in there, but it's mostly just about we wanted to highlight how terrible the story of this corporation was and how. And it, it still exists and really no one's really gotten in trouble. The only people yeah. who've actually gotten in trouble were those people who were doing the bribery stuff. Because, you know, we talk about this and there's ebbs and flows in our outrage at um, sweatshops and factories um, in China that supply us with a lot of our goods here in America. Um but we don't do anything about it because we keep profiting from it. And at some point, that's going to change. It may not be in our lifetime. I was just going to say, is it? But at some point, that's going to change. I hope. Um, because people cannot be repressed like that forever. No. So whether we change it or whether they change it, something's going to happen. So you might as well be on the right side of it now. So, yeah. How do you want me to do that? I don't know. Go live in the woods, Nina. Go live in the woods. I'm going to be Ted Krasinski. Yeah, just don't bomb anybody. Do you think I'm smart enough to make a bomb? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, so we're fine. Well, I think you'd be, you're smart enough to make one. Uh, You're not smart enough to live through the process of making one. You will blow yourself up before Uh, you blow anyone else up. I absolutely (laughs) would. I can't make a bomb. I hate science. You're like, man. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. If you liked today's episode and you want to support us for free. For free. For free. F-R-E-E, then, that spells free. Then you can go to iTunes and leave a review and leaving us a five-star review so that we can continue to grow and reach more audience members, uh, just not ones under 18 because obviously we're children. But if you want a 
less freeway to support the show, you can head over to TeePublic and buy some merch from our store. We got uh, stickers, we got shirts, we got mugs, we got hoodies. I wish we had some like dope Jordans, but we don't have those. Not yet. We, We do have iPhone cases and many other things. Uh, you can go over there, pick up some merch. Uh, proceeds from that support us directly and the show and help us keep making content like this for you in the future. Yeah. Uh, you can follow our social media also as a free way to support us. Facebook.com slash white collars, red hands, Twitter at white collars pod. Our Instagram is white collars underscore red hands. If you want to, uh, Learn some little blurbs about the hosts or listen to the show directly. You can visit our website, whitecollarsredhands.com. You can also suggest uh, topics for shows. Yes, we love fan-submitted episodes. We do. Or uh, you can just talk to us about anything, ask us questions, doesn't matter, whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. Is that it? I don't know. Is that it? I don't know. All right. I think that's it. Uh, So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on another episode of White Collars Red Red Hands. Hands.